All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect this member and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie is going to be the 2023 Japanese adult computer animated action biopunk horror film set in the same universe as the Resident Evil games. Reading off the Wikipedia description right there, I just saw that <laughs> and I was like, I gotta, I gotta, like, are there any more qualifiers other than this? That's right, we're talking about Resident Evil Death Island, my personal very first CGI Resident Evil flick that I have watched. Andrew's latest that he's watched. <laughs> anyway, Andrew, how the hell are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, uh, I, I don't know if you heard, actually, I know, you know, I know you've heard, uh, but they recently announced that Alien is going to be the next killer on Dead by Daylight. So uh, pretty pumped for that. It's uh, a good get. So it's, it's a good spring, get. Uh, alien watch uh yeah which honestly me... it was one of those things where like when the, the the super smash brothers were coming out and everything like that where the um Sarak Sarak sarakai whatever his, his name is i don't know it's been a day um sakurai yeah sakurai that's it thank you <laughs> it's been a, i was just telling andrew beforehand it's been a hell of a week where just that there's been a lot of meetings and a lot of trainings in my calendar and pretty much every single day i've been talking nonstop for like four or five hours so Best part is we're recording this on a Friday evening, and I can talk a little bit more. It's great. Um, but no, they were talking about, um, you know, the very first last few Smash Brothers as they were coming on out. There's like, ooh, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Banjo? Is it going to be Waluigi? And then they get Sora for the very last one. Mm. Like, that's what the alien feels like to me. Like, I, I feel at this point there really isn't a horror monster that is more requested than the alien queen that's true um and dead by daylight and now that they've got that like where can they go from there basically because they got pretty much everything else right i mean they still need chucky they need the leprechaun i mean you know chucky they, they, would they, be fun i think chucky would be really cool i think especially the low sight low visibility yeah that could be cool or he could like possess different different bodies maybe right they'll have different like because now with chucky like in the tv series he kind of like i don't know possesses more bodies you could do something like that um i i am very curious how this alien is going to work because i feel like the mechanic I want the mechanic to be unique. I don't want it to just be like feel like somebody else's mechanic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to play the life cycle at all. And they didn't announce a uh, a survivor. They only announced the killer. So I'm wondering, mm-hmm. will we get a Ripley? Will we get like anybody else? Um, or like, or what they might be doing is, I wonder if they're going to wait. If you know, this might be partly coming out because the new movie and the TV series are coming out. So I wonder if they're going to announce those closer to when um, Alien Romulus comes out, and maybe we'll see um, one of them as the protagonist, or you know, so be, like, my- the people. Gotcha. So my uncle works for Dead by Daylight, and uh, he told me that um, Jonesy the Cat is going to be the survivor. Oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That'd yeah. be great. That'd be great. It's, it's his yeah. arch nemesis. Yeah. No, he works for uh, Mr. Dead by Daylight himself, uh, Sam Dead by Daylight. It's uh, pretty uh-huh. cool. Yeah. Did you hear that people were, uh, everyone thinks, um, I forget what the new killer is, the most recent one. Um, I, I don't know what their name is, but basically they're, they're, they have like a mask and they have like a two-bladed claw. And everyone's like, "This is fucking a predator," <laughs> like, and like everyone's like, "This is a predator." What 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 is this? And everyone thinks that actually that that was supposed to be a predator, and something with like you know there are rights issues, something like that, because like, this mm-hmm. character basically is a predator. Um, I think that I think it's supposed to be a trophy hunter too of some sort. It's like it's mm-hmm. very weird. Um, I can't but... believe we also I don't think we talked about Nicolas Cage in Dead by Daylight. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that movie that he's, that he's based off of for this one yet, but it looks interesting. No, I thought it's just him. Mm-mm. 
Like what? there's a new movie. Um, it's basically it looks very similar to the plot of you ever saw the movie Collateral, where uh, Tom Cruise hijacks Jimmy Fox's taxi and it makes go makes go around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen that one? Mm-hmm. Yep. It seems like that, but like, Nicholas Cage is the devil, and he's partnered I think with Boyd Holbrook, you know, of of the Predator fame. Uh, and uh, they go but around. No, he's a survivor in Dead by Daylight. No, he is. I know, but but I think that he is like in that movie. Like, the, the 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 costume he's wearing and stuff is the costume from his that movie, The Devil. Ah, okay. okay. I'm, looking devil. The, I'm looking at the Wikipedia list right now, and it does say that for Survivor, Nicolas Cage franchise, real life. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting because he's in the costume Possibly. from for that movie. But yeah, it might be him, I guess. But I, I assume that they were doing that. What's this but. movie? I don't know. It look, looks interesting. I want to watch it. Um, yeah. I still haven't seen The Unbearable Way to Master Talent. I heard good things, though. What? Yeah. What? Classic yeah. movie. Classic movie. Go, go watch I've that. I've seen all the memes. I've seen every single meme about I that. I mean, that one meme is so good. That, that The one, the make your own kind of music. Best uh-huh. meme ever. Yes. Also a great Sympathy. song. Sympathy for the devil. That's it. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's a, he's wearing that costume as his, ah, his gotcha. costume thing. So I, I assumed it was related, but I guess not. Maybe, Maybe, possibly. It could also just be like a deep cut or, or just no one has seen that movie yet or it hasn't come out yet or whatever. So, mm. uh, But yeah, the most recent one is Singularity, Skull Merchant, The Knight, in terms of the new characters. No, oh, Skull Merchant. Killers, that's, yeah. that's the Predator. They should have yeah. been the Predator. Everyone thinks, at least. Oh, I got the drones and everything like that, too. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, but yeah, yeah it, I mean, Dead by Daylight, it has become like the Super Smash Brothers of the horror world. Oh, yeah. And it's great. It's fantastic. I need to get back into that game. You need to play all the time. And you need to get back into Call of Duty. Yeah. I think I'm I'm hitting Call of Duty. Like, I I, kind of jumped over that as a child. I didn't really play Call of Duty very often. Uh, And I think now I'm, like, having whatever that delayed puberty is where you've played Call of Duty and you're like, whoa, what a great game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm finally there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I I grew up. I think I was in college when uh, Call of Duty came out modern warfare so i remember in oh. high school like it was just world war ii the entire time i remember it being um when the the second one being one of the release games of the 360 and everything but mm. uh yeah i i remember i got into the modern warfare series i was never really that into black ops and i just kind of dropped off after like modern warfare 3 like uh, i i owned a few call of duty games but it was literally only to play nazi zombies and i like refused to play the campaign or anything i would just <laughs> i would get it and me and my friend would play local co-op nazi zombies and that's all we do so i don't think i really yeah. got the experience I didn't, didn't quite get the draw, um, but though, uh, you know, try, just to finish off my Alien Watch, I guess um, AVP Galaxy, uh, you know, the, the nerd site for all people who love Alien Predator, uh, apparently got in contact with the guys who are doing the, the legendary, um, you know, lost anime of AVP, and they confirmed mm-hmm. that I guess they were supposed to be a three-part series, and the first part was going to be the original AVP comics, mm-hmm. the second part was going to be um, the Alien vs. Predator War comic. Which is the kind of the sequel to that, where uh, Machiko from the original series kind of continues on, and then they're going to do a kind of a third final one. But I don't know if that's going to be the Three World War, which is the final one of the comics, or if it's their own thing. But they wanted to kind of basically make a three-part series following Machiko's character. Uh, so really sad that's not coming out, but mm-hmm. uh, can learn more about it now. But maybe cool. with all the work learning about it, they may release it someday. So yeah, yeah. Speaking of other horror news. Um... Did you hear about the uh, Clock Tower remake that's coming out now? So the remaster, I guess. I saw that. I don't know what Clock Tower is. Oh, you don't? Indulge me. Elaborate for me. Tell me. So 
Clock Tower is a series started on the Super Nintendo, um, eventually made its way up to the PlayStation 2. There's four games in the series. Um, the first one on the Super Nintendo was the best. It was one of those where, like, I was downloaded a whole bunch of random ROMs back in high school and then found that and played it on, you know, the <laughs> mouse and keyboard and everything like that. But uh, it is basically a point-and-click adventure game. Um, but... The, the premise is you play as this 14-year-old named Jennifer who, along with a bunch of other friends, um, are adopted by this creepy woman who takes her to their mansion. And the mansion, of course, has a clock tower. Hey, it's right in the name. Um, what? And basically, the woman leaves um, as she leaves like all of the, pe- the girls in the foyer. And then Jennifer starts exploring a little bit on her own. When she comes back into the main foyer, all the girls have disappeared. And then weird stuff starts happening, specifically one of the friends, who is actually pretty cool. One of the two is chosen at random, basically, who dies, um, depending on where Jennifer goes in the house when she goes exploring and what you choose. Um, He's stabbed by this little dwarf um, named Scissorman, who has this giant, huge pair of scissors. Um, So it's a little bit of a puzzle game and a little bit of an exploration game, a little bit survival horror. It is very point and click. However, it's not, you don't have direct controller, Jennifer, you actually like move the keyboard around or the on-screen cursor and like select things, but you have to figure out how to hide. And there's lots of little stuff too. Like if you don't close the cage to the parrots, then the parrot would fly out and reveal your position, that sort of thing. There's multiple endings. Um, and the graphics are pretty, really good for the uh, Super Nintendo as well. So it was definitely a cult classic. It is janky. I, I will not <laughs> defend it. It is very, very janky, but it was very unique and very creative for the time. Um, they did a remake on the PlayStation 1, which was fairly well-received. Not as good, though. They did a sequel, which was terrible. And then they did Clock Tower 2, which was all right. The, the sequel was like a spinoff. They called it Ghost Head. And then the third one on the PlayStation was just weird. Um from what I understand, it wasn't bad. It was just very, very different in many, many ways. But we'll be there talking all day on that front. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend checking the first one out. I mean, you can download it as a round. The game takes, like, if you get the bad ending, it takes like 30 minutes to get to the bad ending, maybe two, three hours to get to the good ending. But mm-hmm. it is a really fun, like, horror game experience. Um, and so they it's are, being remade? Yes, it's being remade. Um, WayForward just announced it back in, a couple weeks ago, and... There, um, hopefully, uh, early 2024. It's going to be on the Switch, PlayStation, pretty much everything. So, uh-huh. all right, yeah, try. yeah. got to give it a try. Yeah, you know what? Uh, what what's uh, gosh, uh, Gio, the, 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 the Italian film like Suspiria and everything like that, that, Giallo? Genre, that genre. Giallo, 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 yes, that's uh, it's, it's very Giallo inspired. So, okay, all right, yeah, all right, it's pretty cool. Oh, the Dan, have you heard of that movie? Uh, uh fuck, what's it called? I, uh, talk to me yet? Have you have you heard about that? Have you watched that? I have heard of it. I know you saw it because you told me about it. How oh, was did it? I? Oh, good. I hated it. <laughs> you didn't like it. Uh, so not that I hated it. So I I don't know about you. I, this movie's out right now, um, and every, I've heard a lot of really positive buzz around how creative it was and the story. Yeah. And I don't get it. <laughs> and I, I, my wife and I saw this movie, and she usually doesn't go to see movies very often. She's like, well, I want to see the movie. I heard good things. And we both went to see it. There is one great scene that I think everybody who's seen the movie will know exactly what I'm talking about. Otherwise, I've never, like, been looking at my watch more during a movie waiting for it to end. <laughs> like, uh, but apparently everyone loves it. I don't I, I don't know. It seems it, – it, it, I don't know. Movies movies where people say, like, it talks about depression and, like, or, you know, or it talks about loss, and but then, like, it barely talks about them, and it's just kind of, like, a hinted at theme – annoy the crap out of me because people like make it like this, this big thing and it's like cool and i'm like no no I honestly know. i thought the boogeyman was better i felt like 
I know I've been on the internet too long because you said it's about loss, and immediately I started thinking about the control lock delete meme on loss. <laughs> what's, wait, what's, what's that? How did you not know this? Oh my god! I, I just don't know lost, by name. I, I probably lost seen the it. meme. The the meme loss by control alt deletes. The the, the the I'm sending it to you right now. It is, it is the greatest meme of all time. Uh, gosh, I. I, I don't, because we're already 10 minutes in, I don't know if we should continue on this one, but this is personal, my favorite meme of all time. Uh, basically, control alt delete Do you remember that webcomic? Yeah. Yes. So, do you remember how it was received in uh, the popular I mean, culture? I felt, I thought it was funny. No? I thought... Like, okay, was... so, <laughs> on the scale to Penny Arcade is like the goats to, I don't know, what it was like a really bad webcomic around that era. I don't know, Boston or Sean or some shit like that. Um yeah, I don't know. Basically, there was a huge vocal kind of backlash against control of the leads. A lot of people thought it was a little bit cringy. I mean, I was a teenager at the time, so I loved it. But mm-hmm. um, going on back, yeah, definitely. But one of the big things is it was a wacky, zany webcomic about a dude who builds a robot out of his Xbox, like his original Xbox, and like draws a line down the apartments because his friend is a... His roommate is a PlayStation fan, and he's an Xbox fan, or something like that. And like, doesn't he date a girl that's like really Nintendo? And he's like, I can't do, I can't date. I'm an Xbox guy, or something like that. Or I, he might have been. The, I read it. I can't remember it though. The life of me. He might have been the Nintendo guy, and she might have been the whatever. I don't know. Anyway, so basically, just out of nowhere, um, they set up this plot line where he marries the girl, they get pregnant, they have you know start to have a baby. And then all of a sudden he uploads this one meme that called Loss, where basically hard pivots, again, zany, wacky webcomic where she suffers a miscarriage. And yeah. it's just very out of left field, like all of a sudden it's trying to become this really serious webcomic. It was handled very clumsily. Um, it was very poorly executed drama. And ever since then, people have been making memes about this particular strip comic on that front. Um, where basically any single time you see a four panel and there's a line and two lines, two lines standing up again, and then a line vertically and a line horizontally, people will ask, is this loss? And it's just, <laughs> it's so creative. Like, I, I sent you the link. Look through a couple of the memes that are in that, and it's just, it's so creative. It's really, really funny. And a lot of, like, shows have referenced it and put it on there. Like, do you remember Inside Job on Netflix? I never watched it, but I, I've seen it. Yeah, there's 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 this there's a blink and you miss it moments where on the background there's a graph and it's just like quarterly losses and it's just those same four lines as well. It's, <laughs> it's That's awesome. it, it, yeah, it, it, it's a really hilarious meme. Um, I, I I personally love it, but I also did get roped into the controlatively hate bandwagon as I got older as a teenager, and I was like, who? Um, of course I don't like it. It's not cool wow. anymore. Who? 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 I mean, nothing would be as good as VG Cats. VG Cats was pretty good. VG Cats was the bomb. Anyway, you know what this reminds me a lot of? <laughs> Resident Evil Death Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know what that's miscarriage about? reminds you of death. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm thinking, right? Miscarriage. <laughs> it's a miscarriage of justice, a miscarriage of biological warfare. I mean, I think uh... I think there's a big tie. There's a, you know, there's a lot to be tied into that. I think I think it's exactly yes, the same thing. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Continuing our tradition of just completely seamless tra- um, like transitions. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, Resident Evil Death Island. Andrew, you suggested this one. You want to talk about it? Uh, of course. I mean, well, I suggested it just more because I know we're both fans of Resident Evil. Um, this move, oh, this yeah, movie has been getting some positive, 
I don't know if it got positive press, but like hype just for it coming out. I think partly just because, you know, Resident Evil been doing well lately uh, with eight and the remake and seven. Uh, and we hadn't really gotten one of its movies in a while. I think the last one we got uh, was fucking Vendetta, was, right? Yeah, yeah, Vendetta. Yeah, whatever. Whatever the one was where some guy tried to kidnap Rebecca to make her his wife. Yeah, whatever that one was. That one. <laughs> um, that was the last one. Um, there was Instant Infinite Darkness that um, was that TV show on Netflix, uh, which is all right. Um, can't remember it very much. But, you know, it's been a while since we got one of these. Um, thought that'd be cool. Um, I did forget how campy these movies were, so maybe it wasn't the best choice for a horror <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> because this really doesn't feel I, like horror. We uh, will always have room for Resident Evil in this podcast. That I just... Again, listeners, if you haven't listened to our other video, I, I, we've done a couple episodes on Resident Evil at this point, but we, we are both huge fans of the series. We both played pretty much every game. It's, yeah, we're, we're both huge, huge Resident Evil fans. Uh, yeah, so this is this is just our brand, um, I guess, to a degree. So yeah, that, that's why I suggested it. And again, I'd heard good things. Apparently they did like press screenings. Um, There's a lot of hype just for this movie because, um, you know, it's, it's one of the first times we get to see a lot of these characters together. Like, you know, we don't really get to see Jill and Leon ever together, I think. Mm-hmm. They ever, they're not even the same game together at any point. Um, the rest of the cast is all together in Resident Evil 6 at one, you know, one way or another. I don't think Rebecca is, maybe not. Um, but, you know, so was Rebecca that was six? cool. I can't remember if she was in six. I know Sherry was in six. So I don't, yeah, I don't Sherry think, was I don't a playable character, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I'll look so that up not. as we're talking, too. Yeah, and I think I messaged that over to you, too. As I was watching the movie, I was thinking to myself, wait a second, have Claire and Chris really ever, like, shared any significant screen time together? I mean, they're brother and sister. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's right. Code Veronica's a game. I forgot about Code Veronica. As did Capcom. How, I, I, everyone keeps <laughs> saying that they might, re, they might put it onto the remake Trek because... Uh, a lot of people are saying that if they're 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 talking about maybe redoing uh, five at some point, I think it is. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're saying that if they're going to redo five, we need to bring Chris back because Chris in the remakes hasn't been a character <laughs> because yeah. you know like when they done two, three, four, they didn't do one, so Chris doesn't really exist. So they'd have to go back and redo one and make Chris and Wesker thing before bringing back them back from Resident Evil Five, or bring back Code Veronica and have Wesker kind of play a part in that to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are that's what people keep saying like, that they might they might do it. But I think it'd be like, given that the um, the directors have come out and said that the new um, the remakes are their own timelines, so they're like a separate timeline from the OG series. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'd, be, I'd be okay with them kind of taking Code Veronica, you know, making something new out of it, especially because part of the yeah. conceit of Code Veronica is there is a you know kind of a trans character in it, and I would and part of the thing is that you know he's mentally ill, and that's why yeah. he's imitating his sister. So I think maybe reworking that a little bit might be a good idea. Um, that would yeah. be a little bit weird. Uh, you know, it's not a it's 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 one thing for him to you know just in the memory of his sister, but then to make it like a mental illness is kind of a yeah. It's word. not the cause of that. So yeah, um, demonizing it at that front. Um, that's the issue. Yeah. Um, there, there's a word for that too, because like that's a surprise that like sleepaway camp and a whole bunch of other stuff in terms of just like oh, transmitting this person to a murderous killer. Woo. Um, th- th- that's a very common negative stereotype in a lot of horror movies, unfortunately. Um. One, uh, no, Rebecca did not show up in six. Um, I just looked that up real quick. And two, uh, yeah, no, I agree. Like, Code Veronica, I, I, I would be interested in a remake of that one. But honestly, I didn't think the original game was that great. So I think there's a lot of room for improvements on that front. Um, mm. it, it's kind of on the same level as zero for me. Just like, yeah, this is fine. It's not great. I would much rather play the other one. So, yeah. How? dare you i I, yeah. I also i would love a remake and retooling of zero as well 
because zero is zero is clunky. Uh-huh. Uh, but zero is very clunky. I, I, I like. I, I think maybe get rid of Billy or get rid of the leeches. Make it you know somehow tie it better. Just it's okay to rewrite it a little bit. It's okay to uh-huh. maybe get rid of the leeches. That's okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Uh, so so Dan, you said you haven't seen any of these movies, right? I have not. Of... No. So the I, I I've seen. Okay. So in terms of Resident Evil movies, I've seen. I've seen a lot of the. Um, the live action films the Paul W.S. Anderson ones I think I've maybe seen honestly gun to my head I couldn't tell you which ones of the live action ones I've seen they all blend together for me just so much I think I've seen like the first four or five I don't remember any of those after that um, but no, I have not seen Degeneration. I've not seen Damnation. I've not seen I've not seen Vendetta. This is the very first CGI Resident Evil film that I've seen, which is Oof. weird because like I've always I, I played all of the other like spin-off games like i used to have a copy of the umbrella chronicles on the wii like, ah who had that, that game yeah um the, the fall of umbrella in in a wii only shooter uh yeah so oh, I, I had i had the ds copy of um uh the, the very first one you oh yeah the... dead, dead silence where you could, yeah. could swipe it with a knife the yeah it was so cool yeah. yeah that, that's what made me get a ds that, that, that was actually a really good point yeah um that was actually one of my favorite trends at that time every single like version of a ds game always had a um subtitle to the story and it, the subtitle to the title and it was always ds in some way resident evil deadly silence lunar dragon song and there were like 50 different games like that you know, and I'm not gonna lie. As a child, did not pick that up. <laughs> did not, yeah. did not pick up on that. <laughs> there were <laughs> a lot go. of them. I was just uh, like, "Why do you rename this? It's just Resident Evil One. What the fuck's wrong with you guys?" Uh-huh. Uh, well, so I mean, the good news is uh, for you, Dan, is that uh, if you Advanced were to go Wars, back, Advanced Wars, Dual Strike, Castlevania, Dawn of Sorrow. <laughs> I'm going through every single one of these right now. <laughs> there we go. Is there a Katamari? Right. Uh, I, there wasn't a Katamari on the DS. God damn it. Uh, yeah. but it was a, there uh, was a PSP though. Ooh, okay, all right. Sorry, um, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, so the good, the good Peggle like, dual shot. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Wait, which one is that? Wait, Peggle say that one more time. Dual Peggle what dual shot. Peggle. You're Peggle. Peggle was the little pin, like the um, uh, uh crap, the, uh, the the Japanese gambling pachinko. It was like a pachinko sort of thing. But it's called Peggle. Peggle, yes. P e g g l e. Yep. It was really Peggle. fun. It was a little. It was by PopCap Games, the same guys who made Plants vs Zombies. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, um, it was a fun um, one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, anyway, I would say uh, if you ever, you know, if you ever want to like look at bad CG and kind of remember like what basically like the earlier games like Degeneration in them or the movies are basically just like really terrible fucking CG. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you want to go back and watch those, they're great. They always love the liquor for some reason. The liquor's all of them in them and in this movie as well. Uh, that's yeah, I noticed all these movies seem to really love the liquor. Uh, but just to give you a, a brief rundown on what you missed, because these these movies do take place between the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so four between four and five is Generation, and it's basically just about introducing Tricell and introducing um, Claire and that uh, whatever that group she's part of, that activist uh, NGO group she's part Terrasave. of. Terrasave. yeah, Terrasave. Terra, yeah, Terrasave, okay. so, yeah. So so that's that's all that one does. Really bad CG. Uh, basically, uh, Leon kisses some. Uh, agent at one point and at the end she's pregnant or something i don't know she's she's sad her oh, brother's so dead. that's how sex uh, works okay 
well, I don't think she's pregnant, but it's like it's almost like she is because they go from like they show her like at the end like in this really weird pose holding her stomach, even though like in like a dress and stuff. When you're just like, what? What? You were just in like a battle. What the fuck's going on? Uh, <laughs> but then we did have bloopers, and they would like at the end they had bloopers of like Leon and her jumping into the water over and over again. It was weird. I uh, love it when CG movies do bloopers. <laughs> Pixar used to do that, and they don't do that anymore, and it makes me upset. But I well, I, I it wasn't. Love- as much as much bloopers as it was, the team the team dubbing it thought they were really funny. Oh, <laughs> so, okay, gotcha. So, so it's like a it's so, like a what was it ghost story sort of thing. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. So they like cut scenes together, and the second one is about how the president uh, and uh, I don't know they're releasing another virus on the president, and the president knows kung fu, and so him and uh, them and Leon fight at one point, and basically the this guy has like mental control over liquors and he can sick liquors on people and mm-hmm. it's it's dumb the third one is about this guy and that this what ties into this movie the third about is about this guy who um again is spreading zombies uh but also his wife died in a bow attack or something so he kidnaps rebecca so he can marry her because she looks kind of like his wife uh which is mm-hmm. a really weird element of a resident evil movie mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. so they have to go save her but this guy also has a henchman and the henchman is the father of the blonde girl in this movie, uh, whatever her name is? She's that girl, the blonde agent. Girl oh, on the bike. so that's why Leon said the thing like, "Yeah, your dad was a dick at the very end." Maria is Ex- her name. Exactly. Yeah, Maria. Yeah, her dad right. was like basically like I don't know, in like bondage and basically like I don't know, was this like big hulking, essentially like the tyrant for this movie. At mm-hmm. the end, I think he like fused together with this guy who had a cool like, gunfight with Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's that. That's why she is like, "Fuck you, Leon." And Leon's like, "I, I wasn't, didn't really do that much, but whatever." Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Chris killed him. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, so that that's the three movies leading up to this. Um, I don't remember. I, I don't know if the six was before or after Infinite Darkness. I I don't know. It takes place after six, right? Yes, it does. That's after six, before seven. Um, according to Capcom, it's set in two thousand fifteen. When does Infinite Darkness take place? That's a good... I think... I thought Vendetta was 2014. Um, uh, let's see. I could be wrong. Let me see. Oh, yeah. No, no. Infinite Darkness takes place between 4 and 5. So, yeah. That, that, this is way after that one. Oh, does it? What, what that, a weird fucking timeline. Yeah. It's, it, it, <laughs> like, it's Zelda rolls at this point. They just kind of, like, try and shoehorn in as best they can. It's, I mean, Jill has looked the same age for, like, 30 years at this point, And Chris changes his face every single time you see Chris him. always looks fucking... I, I will say, I think Chris... <laughs> Well, Leon looks different in each movie because CG gets better. Yeah, Leon in the first movie is a fucking troll. He looks so fucking <laughs> weird. <laughs> like something is. He looks like if you've seen the new TMNT movie, people are like weird proportions and stuff. But uh-huh. like, intentionally, he looks cool. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like they did him in that, but realistic looking. So it looks fucking <laughs> awkward as shit. Yeah. Um, so, how but, would you rank the Resident Evil movies then thus far? The CG movies, based on what you've seen, I would rank them as. I think they're constantly improving, except for this one. I almost okay. I think I liked Vendetta better than this one. Okay. Uh I think Vendetta was just more fun. Um this one I liked cuz it had Jill in it because we haven't seen her in a movie yet. Mm-hmm. Uh and, you know, she haven't seen her in forever, <laughs> like just in anything really, mm-hmm. other than the remake of 3. So it's nice to catch up with her character because this theoretically is canon. Um but I I think Vendetta is the best just cuz it's a fun movie. Um but none of them are good. They're all fun. they're all the same thing. They're all characters introduced, they do a badass thing. Villain is introduced. Villain's going to release a virus. Virus gets released. Villain's going to release the virus on more people. They stop them in a big tyrant fight at the end. Mm-hmm. 
It's basically like all the games, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's that's kind of what I was saying, too. Like, yeah, this could easily be the plot of just some spinoff game. Like, um, uh, let's see, uh, what was it called? Like, this could be like an additional Revelations game or something like that, except they have all the A-list players and not the ah. side characters, so. Whoa, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. What, what are, are you implying? Are we going to Barry? Are we going into Barry? Is that what we're going to do? We're going to fight about Have Barry you played now? the first Revelations? It's fucking Jill. Oh yeah, that's right. Duh, duh. And it's and it's um it's Chris as well. He's in the he's the, is it Chris who's in the Arctic? Can't remember. Somebody's in the Arctic. Yeah, yeah, Chris is in the Arctic as well. I totally forgot about that one. I was thinking more and, Revelations too with um Barry and Claire. And, uh... Claire's in Revelations too as well. Yeah, that's and Barry's daughter. Yeah. You're right. Okay, I completely retract that statement. But also, how dare you? Barry's a hero. <laughs> Barry is a goddamn hero. <laughs> I fucking love Barry. 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 Barry is the best character in the game. Uh... Barry and his cult python. I used yes. his, his 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 best gun, and then he was in Resident Evil Seven, no, Resident Evil Five of the movies for two fucking mm-hmm. seconds, played by that dumb actor, and he died, and it was so dumb. <laughs> anyway, everything about those uh, movies is dumb. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so Dan, what are your initial thoughts on Resident Evil Death Island? I didn't mind it, honestly. Like I. Is it a good movie? Absolutely not. Is the CG pretty decent? Yeah, it's all right. Honestly, I would like. I feel the same way watching this movie as I did where I played Resident Evil Six in terms of okay, I see what they're doing. They're getting all the A-list characters together. It was really nice to see like, hey, it's the main four and they're together and they're going on an adventure together. That's pretty cool. Um, and like, yeah, it felt like really a game. It. But we're probably going to get in spoiler terror at some point, but honestly, the plot is so basic and so predictable, it's really nothing to spoil. You can't spoil time. this movie. It's yeah, it's, 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 if you've played any Resident Evil game, you know exactly what's going to happen by the book, by the numbers on that point. It was an entertaining popcorn movie for me, personally. I can definitely see if all of the other movies are the exact same plot structure, the exact same thing. Yeah, I could totally see how it gets monotonous. But as my very first movie on this front, I was just like, yeah. This felt like watching a movie based on the game. It felt fairly authentic to the games. There were lots of little nods here and there that I enjoyed because I recognized them. But is it good? No, absolutely not. Are there worse movies we've done on this podcast? Oh, absolutely, 100%. So, yeah, mm. I place it squarely in the middle. Mm. And I'm assuming you are much harsher on it. I mean, I, I think it's the second best of them. Uh, and I, I think there are elements that are good. I Actually, going into the movie, I really was really enjoying it up until about the virus was released. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the villains started monologuing because I, yeah. I I actually enjoyed the villains starting off as motivation. I thought that was a great motivation. I really enjoyed the way they introduced the characters at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once things started kicking off, like once once they kind of get kidnapped, I think it goes downhill. Uh, once yeah. once they get infected, um, just because they're, I don't know it, it's it, you know it became very Avengersy. I felt like when the characters kind of all met up and were like, oh I know you, I know you, we're friends, we're cool. And I'm like, all right, how how many fucking know Leon? Come on. <laughs> like, when Leon shows up and Jill's like, Leon, I'm like, how the fuck do you know each other? Leon, I'm getting flashbacks now. Leon, help. <laughs> um, I, I also do think it's funny how twice in this movie, Leon starts fighting another one of the characters and then all of a sudden realizes, oh, we're on the same side. So <laughs> it, it, It's no. like that meme was just like, you know, you know, if I had a nickel every single time this happened, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird it's happened twice. <laughs> so... 
<laughs> also, I also love that I feel like most of the other characters in this play it pretty straight, but Leon mm-hmm. still runs around like drop one liner. I love like, that. There's there's a scene with him and Jewelry says something, and she just looks at him, and I'm like, oh my god. Was that the zero one? He he makes a joke, and the punchline is zero, and then he has to like explain it to her. Oh, that he's, was he's like, now you have zero something. He's like, I have one. Yeah, what, what, what was like? There's one left. Now there's zero left, and she looks and then at him he, like. Because we killed them all, there's zero left. Like, that, that is very Leon to me, personally. So I, I, I love that characterization. It also could be, too, that I just beat the remake, like, just a few months ago. So that, well, see, that is I, the I, definitive Leon for me. I, I would just love it, though, if, if, if they had him, like... If they had that, then have him be kind of awkward about it, instead of just being like, I'm still badass. Like, <laughs> I would love it if he did that and was like, you know... like And they're like, Leon, stop trying. Like, it would be funny if, like, his thing was he was trying to be badass, because that would kind of make sense that he's a rookie cop, Went through this traumatic experience, comes out, tries to be this hard guy, but you kind of see that like maybe he isn't. I would have loved that characterization for him, <laughs> but the serious is kind of weird. Um, but let, let's go into the characters because I, I I am curious about your thoughts on these characters. Like you know, we yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, we have uh, Jill, Chris, Leon, Claire, Rebecca, Dylan. How dare you, Dylan? And girl, and girl. <laughs> and uh, girl. <laughs> so 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 okay so so we, you you like you, how do you feel about Leon in this movie as a, as the character as a, you know you you've said like you felt you felt like he's pretty good honestly like they all were fine for me personally mm-hmm. um, Leon I, I I felt like Leon could have been a little bit more goofy based on his personality especially after the Resident Evil Four remake making quirks here and there Chris is just. Chris is always weird because the games always change around as much as well. Like yeah. his personality seems like he always changes back and forth, um, especially his appearance back and forth. So if you were to ask me, like, how would you describe Chris as a character? Honestly, there would be very little I could say because he does change so much from game to game. Um, yeah. I feel like he's a generic army dude, essentially. Like, yeah, I, I, I do like they mentioned Pierce because like I, I as much as I don't think Resident Evil yeah. 6 was good, I thought Pierce was like an interesting development for him because it was like, I thought, like, it's honestly the only character that I've seen from him, I feel like, was the situation with Pierce. Like, yeah. fuck Sheva. Like, even with uh, Jill, I feel like I never quite tell what his deal was with with, Sheva, uh, with um, Jill. Mm-hmm. I do but, like how they leaned in a little bit more into the protective older brother um, sort mm-hmm. of thing uh, for Jill and or Chris and Claire on that front. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm really glad that they brought back uh, kind of the Pierce as well. And especially, like, when the Dylan, the antagonist, goes something like, you know, oh, all the people around you in your squad always die. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That that That's our Chris. That's how it goes. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, cause I so, could have sworn there, there was a different... Maybe I'm just thinking of the end of the game, but I, I could have sworn in one of the movies they referenced that, too, where he's, like, at a bar drinking by himself. And the reason of that is because of Pierce and, like... It's it's crazy because you know there's been Sheva, there's been the situation with Joe in the past, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's weird that I feel like that was the most character I've really seen from him of like you know yeah. like him kind of being tired of the loss and being saved by this guy like you know being kind of being ready because I feel like that was his character in that game was he was kind of like ready to, to die to a degree he was so jaded mm-hmm. by this and he's like fuck it I'm ready to die and Pierce like nah man I got you and you're like <laughs> nah damn it damn it like I don't know I like that uh, and now I'm like as I talk about this I'm like man do I ship Pierce and, and Chris and I'm like I, th- I think I do I think. I, th- I think okay I think you know get get out of get out of there Sheva get out of there Jill like I'm like they nah, can punch think, bolters I, together yeah I think I, I think Chris I think Chris was into Pierce and that was his first love and then he, he left and he's like wow now I, I just I'd have totally be okay with that yeah my my, my other squad <laughs> um, <laughs> um one thing about the characters that I really wish they would have brought in a lot more um is I don't 
feel, and this is a weird thing to say, but I don't feel like they showed enough about how Jill was traumatized after the events of Five. Like, I really, with, with her being controlled by Wesker and everything like that, I don't think they went too far enough in terms of, like, showing how that affected her, how that changed her as a person, that sort of thing as well. And I think it would be a lot of very interesting development in terms of how she grows stronger from that and gets better from that. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they kind of glanced it on over, aside from that one scene at the very beginning where just like, Jill, you have to stop working. And she's like, no, I'm going to keep working. And that's it. Um, See, I, I go back and forth on that because I actually, as I said, that's something I really liked about it is they actually they even mentioned it because I feel like a lot of these things wouldn't, especially because mm-hmm. Five, uh, you know, is a while ago. They haven't done a remake of it yet. So they can, yeah. them, you know, keep that as a thing. But I, I liked that element of it. I didn't like that she, that they basically just took the character model from Resident Evil 3 remake and put her into this. I would have preferred I, something honestly, slightly different. Yeah, I think there were a few scenes. I I remember during like the opening credits when they're like showing all the past stuff and they're summarizing what's been going on. Like there are a couple shots of Jill that are straight from the like they just recorded the remake. Um, hmm. I, I remember it was just like I recognize that. Like I, I would just like I don't know because like you know maybe if they had her with her her brown hair. But then, like, she has some, like, blonde at the end. Like, she's been growing it back out, you know? Like, she, you know? It's like, like, so, like, so it's, it's, the same, it's the same classic chill haircut. But, you know, at the end of, um, what is it? Uh, what's, what's it? Dream? What's, what's the, um, I can't remember what the DLC for five was. Lost in Darkness. Oh, Separate Ways or something. No, that was four. Um, so, so, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Lost in Memories. Lost in Nightmare, yeah. maybe. Um, Lost so, in like, you know, that makes sense. Uh, like, yeah, she, she goes from, you know, she's black. She has, you know, her, her dark brown hair and that. And then she gets a blonde hair and she turns. It would have been interesting to see her have, like, have a little bit of hints of blonde in her hair still, like, you know, at the ends, maybe, like, you know, she's growing it out or something like that. Or, you know, even have something slightly different, just having her differentiate her from the, the RE3 model. Uh, but I, I like that they mentioned, I like that, they, they, you know, her thing was that she, like, because she has that talk with Chris where she's like, you don't know what it's fucking like to, like, not have your life and just kind of lose time of your life and to be trying to kill, you know, be so focused on killing your friends. Like, I thought that was a really interesting thing. And, like, especially in this where they have these kind of, controlled mosquito things i thought they were going to kind of tap into that like have her kind of have to address that like have somebody try to control her again and that'd be a thing mm-hmm. and her like because you know she's in front of the poster i do feel like she was the main character of this to i agree yeah uh, she definitely had more i mean they all have a pretty decent amount of screen time together except for rebecca of course but um the main four... i feel like yeah. both the women both the women in this other than uh uh jill are pushed aside <laughs> it's actually it's the three people in blue it's leon's in blue uh chris <laughs> is in like a teal blue and she's in the dark blue if, you, if you're in blue you're good if you're a, a red or a green get out of here well eiffel 65 did do the soundtrack so <laughs> deep mean, cut uh, deep 90s cut um yes for our younger listeners they saw a song called blue and it was an earworm for everybody for the longest time um <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. I think Claire had a decent amount of screen time. She had her moment with Rebecca at the very end. I mean, she was like kind of dancing and distressed for a while at the very end. Um, but... I, I just thought it was weird that like her thing at the end was hacking into a computer and using the yeah, password. That's not really I was, like, her. I was like, that's not Claire. Like, yeah. I, I, I liked the series. Claire's the motorcycle. Put... Claire's go. Yeah. Well, like, I thought they made her this like this NGO this activist this person who's like like you know kind of like she's the reporter side of things she's trying to get it out in the media like they're doing the background stuff you know chris is the soldier leon's the the secret agent jill is kind of the cop and then we have uh you know uh um 
Claire is kind of like the, the, the press kind of person who's investigating things. Then we have Rebecca as kind of the, the scientist, <coughs> the, the healer trying to, you know, make antidotes. Like, I thought that that's an interesting element to their characters. Uh, but it's weird that she's like the hacker, that she's like, I don't know, when they throw her a gun at one point. Oh, no, sorry, that's, that's in... Um, that's a, different, that's a different movie. Uh, but anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, See, these like all weird... blend together. There we go. They, they really do. I was thinking about, uh, there's a scene where, I think it's in Vendetta. No, no it's in uh, Infinite Darkness, I think, when they throw her gun and she get, takes care of those people. Uh, it's dumb. Anyway. Uh, um, it just, it felt weird. I don't know. It felt, and it also weird, like, I don't know. It felt weird, for, too, for Rebecca. Every, like, you know, in this one and in uh, Vendetta, Rebecca is really relegated to kind of a side, a damsel in distress, more or less. One like, in, I don't know, I really liked Resident Evil Zero that she was that part of the Zero was her coming out of that and becoming like, you know, she in Zero she starts off as kind of the kid of the group, you know, just kind of babying her. But at the end of it, she comes to her own and she actually has to like, she's the only survivor of Bravo Team. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I thought that, that was really interesting. Hey, um, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew, uh, we're, we're forty minutes in, and I realize we haven't talked about like what this movie is. Oh, yeah, Dan, like, what's the, the movie general about? plot? About what's, this? what's this movie about? Tell me. <laughs> uh, yes, so Resident Evil Dead Island or Death Island, Death Island. Not Death, How dare yes, you. not not Dead How Island. We were talking about. How could this you ever confuse those two things? I know, I know, I know. I, honestly, I think it's just because uh, Dead Aim is one of the other Resident Evil games, and I'm trying to associate it with that. Um, basically, yeah, it, it is a Resident Evil plot. Chris, Jill, Leon, Claire, they're all doing their own things after the events of Resident Evil 6. Uh, Weird things start happening, like whales turn up with like huge bite marks out of them that no creature could possibly make. People are turning into zombies again without being bitten, that sort of thing. And eventually takes them to Alcatraz Island, the titular death island, where we find out that somebody is there developing a new virus because of course they are because it's a resident evil game uh but this one is administered through mosquitoes um and basically it also has an element of control as well and of course they have to go ahead and fight this evil guy um really the only thing that's kind of different is the motivation uh this uh main villain named dylan who used to be an umbrella soldier uh he was actually one of the people that um was one of the first responders uh, during the Raccoon City incident of Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 and was forced to kill his friend, basically, because he got infected and felt scorned by Umbrella. And then also, too, I, I really wasn't 100% sure on his motivations. It seemed like just chaos for chaos, chaos sake um, in terms of what he wants. But at, at that point, like, it is a by-the-numbers when it is an evil. They fight a few liquors. They fight a few more zombies. Main bad guy turns into this huge tyrant-like abomination. They... Throw, toss a rocket launcher into his face and then everyone mm. goes home happy on the island like it is a plot of a resident evil game <laughs> so yeah that's that's basically it on that point it, it's really like you said before kind of an excuse to show up a lot of avengers team-ups in terms of all the characters together working together doing his own thing and yeah there was the fanboy in me was just like <laughs> yay there's the money shot of all five of them together this is sweet they're fighting the same monster together this is pretty cool like what resident evil 6 tried to do but kind of missed the mark on that uh yeah i don't know i think i should play resident evil 6 again i i think it would be i'd, I'd be a lot kinder to it now i was thinking the same thing honestly we should we should play through it like, yeah if we, we, we play through online together we can do it we could we could try streaming up. it for our patrons or something like that i mean i decided to do a patron yeah we gotta do that first we could, but <laughs> we, could, we, could stream, we could stream it for free hey guys <laughs> I, yeah we don't I have start... a I remember playing that game really drunk with a buddy one night, and there's like a scene where like you're running through a um, 
like a hotel building or something like that, and it's like at an angle without a canter, and you're running through it as it's falling. Yeah. And I being so like wasted that just like <laughs> I couldn't like I think for sure like, I was on my side as I was playing, and like you were running sideways on the screen, and like I I I don't know what the fuck I was. Doing. I remember being never being more lost in my life in like. Mm-hmm. In a game that is very linear. <laughs> like, um, anyway, uh, yeah. But yeah, that's basically Resident Evil Dead Island. I don't know. What do you think of the villain, Dylan? I, so again, I liked him setting him up. So again, as Dan mentioned, this movie opens up with what I thought was a pretty powerful scene of mm-hmm. um, these USB-C corps of people being dropped in. Basically, it's, it's, um, it's when uh, the outbreak's first happening. So they get dropped in and they don't really know what they're doing. They're there to, you know, to stop. They, they know that like, there's quarantine. So they're there to enforce the quarantine. And like, you know, and you can tell that Dylan and his friend are there. And like, at first I think his friend, uh, JJ, you think JJ, his friend is, is going to be our hero. Cause we're following JJ. Dylan's just kind of character on the side. And you know, they're both good people and they're, you know, they're there for the right reasons theoretically. Um, but they're told basically if anybody tries to cross the barrier, kill them. And they're like, what the fuck? So, they get an attack. They go hide out in a, like in a meat locker, essentially, to hide. And they're told to quarantine the guys uh, who got bit in the meat locker. And they break out and start attacking them. Uh, Dylan doesn't want to shoot them, so JJ basically kills all of the other guys to save him. Uh, but through that, gets bit. So Dylan is forced to kill the guy who basically just saved him. Um, and he's out of ammo, so he has to like, beat him with a fucking like uh, suitcase, essentially, something like that. He has to like, like, beat him mm-hmm. to death. That's like, a horrible way. Like a and JJ's trying suitcase, to save yeah. himself. It's fucking, you know, it's tragic. And Dylan's motivation is like, you know, this fucking corporation did this to me. This is how I interpret it. He's like, this corporation did this shit to me. They dropped me in this situation. They created this this monster thing, and we had to deal with it. So fuck you guys. I'm going to have you guys all experience kind of the, the shit that I went through because of your mistake. Um, which, again, you, when you think about it, you're like, so so your goal is to fucking spread this everywhere because it happened to you. You, you experienced horrible situations. So everyone else experienced that. Not a great move. Um but whatever, that's that's you know that's it's because they're a villain. It's flawed thinking, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I think I think that was his motivation. So he he wants to spread his virus out of there, um, and yeah, that's basically it, right? Like, like that that is it, right? That's his plan. Mm-hmm. Something okay. like that. Yeah, it's just it, it felt like evil for evil's sake. It wasn't really thought out. It was just kind of an excuse to, you know, have uh, someone to turn into a big tyrant monster. Oh, also too, he's got a kind of lackey who. Maria was her name, I think. Yes. I yes. Uh, I, I, she has no personality, but basically she is like the femme fatale second um, support person who like has a lot of cool fight scenes with Leon and like they fight on a highway in a uh, on a motorcycle in one of the opening scenes, which is absolutely pure Resident Evil cheese and I loved it. Um, mm. It was dumb. It was so, so dumb. But Resident Evil's a dumb series. Um, well, I, I feel like but this is... This is like you can tell that this is part of the original uh, timeline because I feel like in the new timeline they're trying to make the women have more sensible costumes, but this mm. woman has like a leather like you know boob shirt that has like a slit down the middle for cleavage showing. Fighting She's wearing like heels, really high heels. Yeah. Like you're like this is this is a Resident <laughs> Evil. This is OG universe, not the, the more sensible clothing <laughs> the characters wear in the remakes. This is this is somebody some some dude was like, "Yeah, let's be hot," and like drew it. Yes. <laughs> like, it, it all is right, man. ridiculous looking. But she's the daughter of apparently the antagonist from the third movie. So, yeah, yeah. So she's there to have a moment with Leon. Like, you killed my father. He's like, your father's dumb. And he's like, oh man. And they have <laughs> and they have a fight. And I'm assuming I'd, I. Don't know if this is true. I can't remember for the life of me of the movie before this, but I'm assuming she's infected with some version of a virus that gives her superpowers. Yeah, 
because she she pulls off some crazy shit at a couple points. I feel like she's like I don't know whatever. What does Wesker have in him? Uh, I'm assuming but, it's something like that. Yeah, I, I. But also too, like Leon has the same shit as well, or not the same shit, but like he does the same moves and everything. So I think that's just physics in the Resident Evil universe. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, there was a scene where Jill got like launched off of a fucking storage container 20 feet in the air and it's like oh that hurt and like got up and like kept moving uh but you know jill also was infected with the t-virus at one point and then and then was given the antidote so her genes could be better to mm-hmm. a degree like i you know if they ever want to pull without a little bit more i'm okay with their leaning really into that um you know and chris punched a rock so he's invincible um uh but <laughs> okay so i'm sorry i have to switch on over real quick and find my chat conversation with my wife um so as I was watching this movie, basically, we were texting back and forth, and she said, what's she doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm watching the movie for the podcast. Oh, what is it? And I sent her the Wikipedia link, and she's like, it looks dumb. It is <laughs> dumb. This is a series where Chris punches a boulder, and that one of the final bosses, you fight in a volcano, and there's a quick time event where you have to punch a boulder. And she was just like, yes, I know. You've told me about that five different times. <laughs> 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 I mean, how... like, as i should <laughs> see I, I just imagine that meme of the guy at the football game with the sunglasses and he's like did you know that he had a punch a boulder <laughs> <laughs> perfect yes that, that 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 is jill sandwich punching the boulder uh you know where's everyone going bingo um get that there's <laughs> I, I, I love i love this series so so much i'm so glad they kept that line in the remake it, it just didn't would not be the same without it uh, uh yeah though we, we, we did forget to mention dylan loves playing russian roulette by himself oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. for some reason he every fucking five minutes he's he's taking out his gun taking all the bolts out of it and playing <laughs> russian roulette because it's showing that he wants to die and he's a nihilist uh Fucking yeah, it's very much kind of like I don't want to take control. I just want to leave it to chance, um, sort of thing. So like, but fate, I, fate will decide. But there, we see him do this twice in the movie, and both times he empties his gun. And like, buddy, if you're never going to shoot your gun, and you're just going to constantly empty it out to put one bullet in it to be Russian roulette, why not just leave one bullet at all times and just spin it around? Yeah, yeah. Like, why? What do you, why do you, why do you keep doing this to yourself? Uh, it's it seems like a weird choice. Um, very inefficient but, way to, you know, put yourself in mortal danger. Just And then at the, then at the end, he takes the injector and shoots himself in the head with it? I, I think that's a bad idea, buddy. Like, I don't <laughs> think... I think injecting yourself in the temple is a terrible idea. Like, I don't think that would work. I feel like those aren't designed to have a needle that's strong enough to puncture through your skull. But I feel like it would, you know, you disseminate whatever the virus very little bit into your head. Like, not, mm-hmm. not, a, not a bunch. It would just, you know, you get a, little, get a wee bit in there and it wouldn't really go very far because you don't have, like like a major artery like it is in your neck <laughs> like mm-hmm. i don't know man that seemed like a, a weird choice uh, i don't know when i got my covid shots they, they injected straight into my skull so i'm assuming these uh, nurses know what they're talking about uh, that's true that's true, that's true. i mean i don't know man we saw we saw rebecca come up with her uh her five syringes and they were they went right into the neck yeah um, though i do love how rebecca in this movie they're all they all get captured and rebecca comes to save them and she comes with a fucking army of dudes and they, they get on the boat, and they're, they're there, and like, oh, God, something's coming. And you see this big shark come, and then it cuts away. And Rebecca comes up, it's like, oh, they're all dead. <laughs> what the fuck? Rebecca, you brought an army of people, and they're all, those people had, like, families, and they just, they're just fucking dead? <laughs> I just, I love, too, how the, um, that, that whole scene is just, like, Rebecca is very obviously the main character, because she's the only one that is, like, wearing different clothing than everybody else is just, like, head to toe, just black army person. Uh, outfits it's yeah. 
Nobody gave her a fucking helmet or anything? Uh, <laughs> like, no, she's going a character. She can't wear a helmet. Of course. Put on this yeah. tactical vest. Every other part of you, completely fine to be open. Listen, uh, those, see, those model artists spent a lot of time sculpting Rebecca, so there we go. Uh, I know. They did, they did a weird job. Her hair's really poofy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's also weird because she still looks like a child, and she's like, you know, it's been... It, this is in the timeline, so we know this is 2015. So she, time has passed canonically in this series. Time has passed. It's not like we can just pretend that it's the same year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think like she looks younger than she did in the last one. Uh, so I don't know. I need to see her in that basketball outfit to compare to see if oh, exactly I mean, if clearly. she's changed or not. Yeah. That, that's I, I would I love. Know. I want somebody to turn to her while they're doing that. Like, remember that time that guy kidnapped you to like pretend to be his wife? She'd be like, <laughs> Yeah, that that was weird. That was, yeah, that was that, that was interesting. Okay, I, I love. What to see about? That. Can we also talk about too? Like, where was that picture? Was it in Wesker's desk in Resident Evil Two? Why did Wesker have that picture? Wait, what, what? Was it Wesker? No, the the, the the basketball picture in Resident, like the original game, Resident Evil Two. The the basket, the picture of Rebecca in the basketball uniform. Wait, well, that's from Resident Evil Two. Yeah, it's Resident Evil Two, right? I don't think so, was it? Rebecca, Resident Evil. Yeah, it's in the police station. Um, you well, that, that are search- I am searching it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see them doing it because she worked for the police station. Like, it could have been hers. But why do they have a picture of her in a basketball uniform? Like, Maybe. It, 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 was, it was in somebody's random desk. Oh, shit, no, it, it's on a... It's on um, the police chief's desk. Oh, oh that's, yeah. That oh, that's cool. creepy. That's really creepy. <laughs> well, wait, well, maybe maybe she's his daughter. Well, her last name's Chambers. What's the chief's last, last name? I mean, I'm I'm a little confused. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess she was the youngest one. Part of me is like, okay, you know, if it's just in there, interesting, but. Uh-huh. So I guess they're implying that the police chief had a thing for her. I guess, yeah. <laughs> was it the really police weird. chief? Was it Wesker? I don't know. Anyway, that that always found me really. Yeah, it was no, I think weird. Wesker was just another dude. No, Chief Irons. Remember, he's the oh, he's yeah. like a villain partially in in, 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 yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the game, wasn't he? Yeah. Or was that the mayor? I can't remember who's the who's the one who kidnapped um, Sherry. Was that the mayor or was that Chief Irons? Uh, I think it was Chief Irons at that point. I I mean I would have loved in that in that Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. If we, you know, when Chief Irons takes them over to the little underground thing, mm-hmm. he like we show a scene of him reaching into his desk. I just gotta get something, <laughs> put it in his pocket. When the liquor takes him, it just falls out. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck's this girl? Oh god, ah, uh, that's creepy. I, no, I no, no, it... no. It, it was it was Wesker's desk. I'm reading a Reddit thread right now. She was new to the stars even at that point, so it, it was Wesker's desk on that front. No, but man, I'm starting oh. to think this Wesker is not a good guy. Wait, no, but Wesker wasn't the Wesker wasn't the head of. Uh... Yeah, he was. In was the original he? game, he was. I thought he was just. A, I thought he was just another guy. No, he was the leader, like... wasn't he? Okay, here we go. Here we go. I am so sorry, everybody. Um, Resident Evil Death Dead, Death Island. Like, take it or leave it. Honestly, that's <laughs> you know what you're getting into at that. Point. Oh, you're right. No, he he is. He, he yeah, poses yeah, as the leader. leader of the Stars team. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So was he into Rebecca? Wesker. Maybe yeah. he's looking for. Maybe he's like. That's a fine specimen for my <laughs> experimentation. Maybe he just really liked the basketball, and he thinks just like aesthetically the basketball looked really pleasing in that photo. He's basketball I mean, but, sexual. But the real question is, she's wearing an RPD shirt. So do they have? So first question: 
do they have an RPD basketball team? Second question, why do they have an RPD like bikini thing? <laughs> like a crop top uh, RPD thing. Okay, also, so I actually, I might have something on that. So hang on, let me, let me look up the picture real quick. So Rebecca, Resident Evil, basketball. We spent the last five minutes on this one. All right. The listeners got to so, know. So, so, this is very okay. Japanese, and I can tell you why. Because, <laughs> one, there is zero cleavage that is being shown on this particular picture and this particular outfit. And, two, there's all the leg. The, the shorts go very, very high up. Oh, yes. that's just that's just those are just those are just athletic shorts. That, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's that that's very Japanese style. That's very Japanese like sexualization. Like you can't slow cleavage, but you can show legs all the way up and a midriff and everything like that. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, she is a child, and it's very creepy. I mean, now now I just know what what what, <laughs> what Wesker's deal was. Wesker's just. I'm like, starting mm. to think Wesker's not a very good guy. God, I wonder I mean, if he's done some other like really gross shit. I mean, he just really cares about her a lot, right? That's he's, like. he's like, this this newbie here, she's great. I'm going to send her to the outbreak first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's no. a, you know, I, I wonder if Wesker did that. It's like, oh, fuck, that's my bae. And like, that's, why they had, that's, a, that's the one after her. Bravo team, go, go, go. <laughs> like, oh, shit. The first, the, uh, Rebecca was on that team? God, God we've got to go save her. Uh, are you sure yeah. you want to be there? Like, during this she's outbreak? She's the only one that can play the piano. There yeah. we go. Oh, Wait, I, I thought Jill played the piano. No. Uh, well, it depends on who you're playing as. But Rebecca, yeah, if you're Chris playing as Chris, then um, Rebecca plays it. Mm. Yeah. Man, maybe that's maybe that's why Wesker didn't like Marcus or whatever. Wasn't that thing? Didn't he didn't like Marcus from um, uh, uh, Marcus? Whatever their last name is Spencer, like the uh, from the Spencer estate. Maybe he was like, he's, he's gonna touch my girl when she got lost in Resident Evil <laughs> Zero, and that's what it was. <laughs> wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. Anyway. Now anyway. I'm now I'm now I'm really my my respect for Wesker as a character is lost. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad he's. I, I'm not gonna say anything else, but uh, but uh, yeah, that's that. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, gosh, oh, I man. don't know. Dead Islands. Um, yeah, we talked about the villain's motivation. Any scenes that, like really stuck out to you in terms of? Hey, I kind of enjoyed that. I mean, um, I, I will say not really. I, before we get into scenes, I do think the animation, this, like you mentioned, was pretty good. I think there were yeah. some moments. There are some scenes that were kind of clunky, but there were a lot of times where I, you could tell that, like, I'm assuming that they used, like, you know, real people, motion capture people at times. Mm-hmm. And there were times when, like, the, the expressions, and, like, the, the like, uh, especially there are times, with, especially, again, during Jill's frustration with, like, her situation, I thought they did a really good job animating that. But then there are other times where they were talking and their faces, like, no, nothing but their mouth moved. Mm-hmm. Um, scene Yeah, there was a little bit of Uncanny Valley, but for the most part, it was pretty good like i i don't know why oh i know why um i've been playing through final fantasy 16 and there's a mid game boss that has an attack that's called spirits within and that mm. made me really laugh because i was like hey that was the name of the final fantasy movie that bombs really really hard um but i was remembering the cg from that movie when it was released in like 20 Oof. 2001 2002 ish something Oof. like that um, but it was amazing for the time, and obviously it has not aged well. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking, man, we've come so far, and like you can turn off schlock like this, and it's much better, higher quality than uh, than uh, Spirits Within. But uh, hmm. yeah, I, I know when he was riding his motor, when Leon was riding his motorcycle in the beginning, I got like Final Fantasy Advent Children flashbacks. Yeah, and I was yeah. Like, oh. uh-huh. I would I would love them to do a crossover, like Resident Evil versus Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you, can, you can just have Leon and they have the same face off for being ed- edge lords. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I, I try to think, like, I don't know, there there were some okay scenes I thought, you know, it looked okay. Like, I don't think we got a lot of really good gun stuff. I, I really wish they'd kind of, I think it's hard for them to lean into the horror, because at this point, these franchises, especially when you have this many main characters, mm-hmm. it's very much going to be an action movie. You know, it's yeah. hard to make Chris with an SMG look like a horror movie, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I would love them to take this engine and, the, and like, you know, the, the team they have and make a movie for Resident Evil 1 you know, with this, like make it a horror movie. I think that'd be great. I think they made like that. Maybe that's the solution to the, to the problem with the adaptations is adapt a game using this. That could, that could be good. Um, you know, that could, mm-hmm. that could be interesting. Um, I, I like the ending scene, the ending battle, not because it was good, but because it was so dumb and hammy and almost felt like there were eight different writers and they're like, okay, you write the scene for Chris, you write the scene for, uh, Jill, you write the scene for Leon, and they're like, "All right, so what does what does Jill do?" Uh, uh, Resident Evil 3 gets a laser gun. She has a laser gun. All right, Chris, mm. what are you gonna do? Uh, 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 Chris, you you used your your four barrel rocket launcher because that's what you do at one point. Uh, Claire, you get a regular rocket launcher. Uh, Leon, you and Chris make a rocket launcher together. Uh, <laughs> uh, like it's it's like it's like everybody had their own movie and they were all living up their own climax, but they they happen to be in the same scene. Um, Multiple know. climaxes all over. One <laughs> climax is good. Four climaxes will be even better. Yeah, and I at that point in the movie, like I knew what the tone of the movie was. I knew what to expect, and the entire time was just like, okay, yes, there's always a rocket launcher at the end of every single Resident Evil game. This is part of the course. Yeah, dude, there were like eight rocket launchers in this movie, and they, <laughs> yes. they did not do a good job. I, I was love how uh, what is her name? Um, Jill gets her her laser gun and she's like standing up i'm gonna charge it it's like jill you can fucking put that thing down let it charge and come back to it so he's not like <laughs> staring at you with the gun and gonna smack you out of the out of the way like come on you have, you have an option like and also again that's exactly how she defeats nemesis in resident evil 3 um and also like my other question is so they explain a lot of things in this movie with like it's alcatraz it used to be a military base so that's why this is here that's why this is here I'm like why the fuck is there a laser gun like, all right, all these old munitions, fine. Old military base, fine. Keep saying that. But why is there a state-of-the-art giant laser gun, but, like, not in a box, not doing anything? It's literally just sitting behind, like, a crate, but, like, positioned as if you're going to use it. Like, <laughs> why is that there? Like, a, like, it made sense in the nest in Resident Evil 3 to a degree because it was, like, part of, like, their situ- like their, like, protocols and whatnot. But, like, why is that there? It's just sitting there by itself. It's not, like, what is it doing? What is it doing there? Um... <laughs> I don't know. That, like, that, that big fight was literally just like, I don't know. I feel like in a game I can give it more leeway. But in a movie when you're just expected that, like, by the way, guys, there are guns everywhere. And people just yeah. keep finding them. Like, there's a scene where Chris, like, here, Jill, and just grabs a fucking case out of a, a container and slides it across. And she picks it up and pulls a gun out of it. <laughs> where did this come from? <laughs> like, Chris, how do you know this is here? You guys, you guys literally walked onto this base today in civilian clothes with pistols. Where did this munitions come from? Like, what is going on? Um, uh, it's like in, uh, you know, in the Castlevania games, it's totally okay to eat an entire chicken out of a wall. But when the uh, Netflix adaptation, the part where Trevor, you know, whipped the wall and then ate an entire big chicken out of it. Like, that was weird. That was weird. Wait, I haven't finished that series. Does that ever happen? Cause I mean, no, it does not happen. I God damn joking. it. God damn it. Don't, why, why did you make that seem so much cooler? Um I also don't understand Jill's motivation at the end of the thing where she's running underneath the monster. Yeah. What was she Didn't doing? She, she I, was I don't trying get... to, like, stick something in it or something. I don't remember. Um, 
Because she's chasing it. Now, wasn't wild. she like a, trying to attach like an explosive to him or something like that? Well, because she ran ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, while Chris and Leon were putting together the two-man rocket launcher, which is obviously necessary, um, and they put together a two-man rocket launcher to shoot at the gate to knock the gate on the thing's head. But, like, what was she doing? Because then at the end, her little grenade blows it up. Like, if that little grenade could blow it up, what were you doing this entire time? (laughs) What was all this other shit you guys were doing? Um, Honestly, I think I may have looked away at that moment, but uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It was, that was weird. Also, yeah. again, to reiterate, why is there so much shit in here when all we, the only people <laughs> we see working at this facility are Dylan, the scientist he kidnaps, and Maria? Mm-hmm. But there's like, there's like an ATV, there's like uh, a Hummer, there's these giant rail guns, there is all this. Like, what what are you what are you doing with all this shit, dude? If your plan is to release a bunch of mosquitoes into the world, wait, wait, rewind. What was the megalodon for? What was the giant shark for? <laughs> what was the plan what for the shark? The, what were the sharks <laughs> in the original game for? Like, I think I they know, were an accident. Just, yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking too. They may have just been he'd been playing around with it and be just like, okay, you know, well, there's a fish in Alcatraz Islands that we're going to inject this virus into. Oh shit! It turned into a megalodon. Like, okay, sure, fine, whatever. Because what wasn't his plan with the um with the little ones that were like aquatic looking liquor dudes? To, they were going to go and spread the virus. They were going to go out into the water, but the megalodon thing was just kind of like there. And I guess it like much like Deep Blue Sea, it escaped a couple times apparently and bit some sh- some whales and came back in. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. well, why did you keep that thing around? What were you doing, buddy? Other mm-hmm. than to create a giant monster at the end, uh, I diffuse with it somehow. After shooting yourself in the head with an injector. It's Resident Evil logic. Basically, you can just say T-Virus, and it's the equivalent of Metal Gear saying nanomachines. Wait, Dan, is this yeah. Deep Blue Sea 4? <laughs> is, is, this, is, this the, is this the sequel to Deep Blue Sea, all that research? It's got, it's got a lot of similarities, yeah, 100%. I, I, I fully admit it's Samuel Jackson would fit right in. Uh, no, 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 I take that back. LL Cool J would fit right in, wisecracking with Leon the whole time. LL Cool J... Definitely should have been. <sighs> I, I do wish that there was some other character other than our main characters who survived and are relevant. Because mm-hmm. uh, when you start to realize, like, oh, this it's just our main character. Okay, all right. I guess I yeah. guess there, there will be no surprises as to what happens in this movie. Um, yeah, did, I do like how you... I, I do think Ma- uh, Matthew Mercer does a pretty good job with uh, Leon. So, oh, he does. Yeah. Did you think that um, when I first saw Maria, did you think she was Ada Wong? Uh, yes, I did actually. Him? Um, when they were fighting on the motorcycle, I, I think it was just the outfits. Um, I remember there was one scene where, like, her entire back was open on her dress, body suit, whatever it was that she was wearing. I was just like, okay, that seems like a very Ada sort of thing to wear. Um, yeah, her, but her no, entire was back just, was open. How did yeah. that thing stay on? Anime logic. <laughs> okay, all right. Did it, did, I, maybe it went on her neck. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, so, actually, before going to final thoughts... Well, actually, final thoughts, then I'm going to ask you are my new trademark question for you. So, final okay, thoughts. Okay, sounds good. On, on the final movie. thought. Yeah, I really, it's exactly what you think it is. Like, it is, it could be a Resident Evil game. It could be a very mid-Resident Evil game. It hits all the same buttons. If you like the characters, if you like the series, yeah, it's fine. It's absolutely mm-hmm. fine. If you don't like the series, if you don't like the characters, and you're looking for something more, no, you're, you're not going to find anything for this round. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that. All right, how about you? Any final thoughts? No, same boat. I think yeah. Like, I think it's it's fun to see the characters together. I, again, I, I like the hint at Jill's character development 
I know, and like, like the hint of the setup for the villain. Um, but I, you know, I almost wish that they they had made this maybe like a Jill and Chris story or something like that. I think that maybe going for that money shot, I think it hurt the movie more than it helped by having everybody be in this movie at once. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I didn't dislike it. I think if I was high, I'd probably enjoy it a lot uh, uh, just to see them. But I do think it kind of is dull to a degree. Um, you know, it's could have been better, but again, it's not, it's not bad. I could, I, I could definitely, I don't, I'm not, I don't dislike that I watched it. Um, I would have just been disappointed though if I'd seen this in theaters. I would have, I would have felt bummed for paying yeah. to go see this. Um, but uh, you know, renting it, renting it on a service for like four ninety nine, fine with that. That's fine with me. Um, anyway, um, but yeah. So uh, Dan, if you were to make a sequel to Resident Evil Death Island, and I'll give you a cop out if you want to say like adapt a certain game, some way that's fine too. Uh, what would you see as a sequel to this, or where would you want this to go from here? Yeah, honestly, I don't know really. On that front, I, I, I would like to see these Resident Evil movies kind of show a spotlight on a minor character in the Resident Evil universe. Like, I would love to see a Barry movie, just a 100% Barry mm. movie, or even better, just a hunk movie. Just Ooh. that's nothing on that front. And it could be like sort of a black noir style thing where we never see his face. Like, honestly, like a hunk level thing. Okay, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking this up right now. I'm thinking it through my head. All right, have you seen the Carl Urban Dread movie? Yes. Okay, so that movie starring Hunk in the middle of the Resident Evil 2, 3 outbreak. And it just follows him like it could even be a single camera shot, um, slowly spliced in here and there the entire time, like God of War Ragnarok in terms of just kind of following and just like one continuous night as he wanders through the city and as he kind of takes care of all the stuff there. I think that sort of groundedness would could be unique. It could be pretty good. Oh, I love that. That, that sounds amazing. That sounds so you? good. Uh, so, okay, here's my thought is, so I've been watching John Wick lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I've been sleeping on it a bit. Uh, so I've, I've saw the first one a while ago and didn't really pay attention, so I've been watching it back again. Um, so again, and, with, and I, again, I love the idea of Jill, Jill coming back from this. So, I, but I also like that your idea of you know bringing bringing a minor character. So I want to reunite the team from RE3. I want Carlos and Jill. Here's my thought: I want it to be Jill, and then she finds out. You know, this is Resident Evil, so I want it to be found out. There's either like a clone of Wesker or something like that. I know that we have uh, Wesker's son. Leave him alone. He was a fine character, but leave that alone. Something's going on where she wants revenge, or maybe just Umbrella, or you know, um, or whoever it is that Wesker works with in Resident Evil Five. But basically, Jill finds something out about a. Um, you know, something that's recreating what the fuck happened in Resident Evil 5. They're not Las Plagas. What were they in Resident Evil 5? Oh, G- yeah. Jigaro? Jigaro? Something like that. Uh, yeah, was some... it Ouroboros? No, it wasn't Ouroboros. No. Well, I think Ouroboros was, was the group, right? But they were uh, Gigaros? Anyway, anyway, whatever, whatever their name is, she finds something else about that going on. Las Plagas, that's it. Yep. Uh, Las Plagas? Was that Las Plagas? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah Las, Las Plagas. Plagas yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so she goes after, so maybe there's some Las Plagas thing going on. And, you know, Spanish, and Carlos said is Hispanic in the games. So maybe she, you know, I, I, the idea is she goes, you know, after all this is done, she goes on a vacation to go hang out with Carlos because, you know, he's the last person that, you know, she knew before she went under, essentially, right? Before that, her mm-hmm. life went to being taken over. So she you know, goes back with him to hang out and, like, do some stuff. They hear about this happening. They go, and it's like a wet, it's, it's another, like, kind of like what they did in um, Evil, not Evil Dead, Resident Evil 4, where it's like, it's like a hive base. And, but I want it to be like John Wick, her and you know that they release some stuff in there maybe to try to stop it, but it's her and Carlos going through, but John Wick style, like you know, like fucking taking people down, gunning people down, 
making their way through the base and like yeah they're like a boss fight at the end but i almost want to not do that i want to like i want, I want the end to be that the guy's about to go mad tyrant and they just fucking gun him in the head like <laughs> that's what i want i want them to be going through taking down shit going through finding about what's going on maybe finding about how like they're exploring the local community and stuff to get what's going on so there's some corruption stuff and you know they go through those elements and, you know maybe even get contacts of her of chris trying to call her and be like jill worry what's going on like you know we'll, we'll we can cut to those characters outside you know, being it, but I want to be Jill's story. I like, I like her and Carlos together just because I thought they made a good team, and I thought like he's a character we don't really see any at all anymore. But I want mm-hmm. to take a personal story for her, gang revenge for what happened to her. Um, yeah. I would love that. Like maybe that. you know, maybe maybe there's a scientist there because you know, obviously Wesker fucking didn't develop that fucking uh, the bug parasite thing that controlled her. That wasn't him. That was somebody else. So maybe she's mm-hmm. going after that guy who developed that for her. You know, and throughout the, the she's experiencing flashbacks. She's you know going through stuff. So at the end, she's kind of you know getting getting her, you know, kind of coming back together. I would love that. That would be good uh, for me. And, you know, that would be, you know, it, it'd be the same thing. You know, it would be like, you know, I think of her coming with Carlos because they both got out of like, they got out of one kind of hairy situation together. They knew it again. I would love that. Um, and then again, I always ship Carlos and Jill anyway. So, you know, make, make that OTP happening. And then at the end, we'll have a scene of, you know, the, the final post credit scene will be Chris getting off the phone. Cause you know, she tells him, she says he's all right. He's like, glad to hear it and he hangs up the phone he walks over and he looks fondly at a picture of uh, pierce and he touches the two fingers and you know masak cresses it and that's how it closes <laughs> that's you know cementing the pierce chris relationship and uh, then that's... in the post post credit scene we see a blocky figure in the shadows and someone says we need you for the next mission and then tofu survivor comes on over Oh man, I thought I thought, this, I thought it was gonna be a, a boulder that rolls in. <laughs> <laughs> that too, yes. No, that's actually it. The boulder has come on back, and the only person who can stop it is Tofu. And it's like a side story. The entire next movie, just like Chris and Leon and Jill and Claire have their own little bullshit adventure, whatever. But like in the background, like the episodes of Community where Abed is delivering the baby, you just see like the Tofu and the boulder fighting. Tofu Chan and Boulder Sama. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> at the very end you see them like on a beach or something together they both shared a shot of tequila like having settled their differences <laughs> oh i love it though if they did they do it with, with tofu wearing the, the old stars beret and then boulder has like wesker sunglasses on <laughs> but as it rolls the i got a photoshop position i gotta photoshop this hang on I, I i i will do that at some point this weekend my wife is not gonna be home till tomorrow night so i have nothing going on good tofu good. versus boulder poster <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> All, right. Oh. All right, cool. Amazing. All right, I, I think, you know, call us Capcom. We got you. We, we, we have yeah. great ideas. <laughs> we do. We absolutely do. Shinji Mikami, I know you're not doing anything now. I know you no longer work for Capcom, but come on, dude. Uh, yep. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. Once again, this has been Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror. Um, you can, um, yeah, find us on social media. We're active on Facebook, Instagram. Go ahead and send requests on over. We've done episodes before that fans have submitted, and uh, we're always willing to kind of communicate and chat with everybody. Um, additionally, as well, thank you so much to our opening theme song. That is Teddy's Atlas with the song Horror Movie Story. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. They are good, good Canadian boys, so keep that on that front. Um, yeah, uh, so we're going to go ahead and continue on in. I do know we have a few ideas for the next few episodes. We were talking about maybe doing Insidious the Red Door. Then that's available on digital. I still have to go ahead and see uh, The Boogeyman as well. Um, I think that's coming out on digital sometime shortly, too. So we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll post that on up. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening, and stay groovy. Bye. <laughs>